The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to our show. Yes, it's a tough time to be a Raider fan, but we all got to just suck the hell up and shut the hell up and get on with it, because we're going to examine this loss to the Blackbirds and other things here on show 214. Yes, Raider Nation. Yes, yes, indeed. I am up. I am pumped. I am happy. Hey, man, it's a great day to be alive. What beautiful weather we are having here on the West Coast. What better can you say? Can't do nothing about the team, but we'll talk about it for show. Before we get on to that, Lane Kiffin looks like he had a job at Washington. Looking good for the Kiff master. I'm glad he gets a job there because I sure as hell don't want him coming back and kicking our ass when he runs Kansas City after us or some other team in the AFC. It should, could even be San Diego with the with the job that Norvell is doing down there. The chance of Marty, Marty, Marty are being replaced with anybody, anybody, anybody. <laughs> Sounds familiar, huh? I know. All right, so we're going to do our best on this show to make things happen. One more thing, the podcast awards, man. The podcast awards, Raider Nation podcast. Um, we'd like you to hit on that on our webpage at RaiderNationPodcast.com. There's a little icon there. It says podcast awards. you got to vote every day, partners. you got to vote every day. Try to get us above those fan two girls that beat us last time. you got to hit it every 24 hours. So if you can remember that, that would be awesome. I'd love to make a run at this thing. Uh, you can also hit it on our forum. Randy has some uh, information there and links as well. Please vote for Radio Nation Podcast. We need your votes, need your support. I'd like to win this thing this year. Because Randy works really hard, and it's really more more on the technical side than the meathead side like me. So I'm, I'm really open for him, you know, and me as well, but mainly for him. Come on, we got to do it for the Randall Olsenite. We got him in there. The Bald Raider. Okay, let's see what else. Oh, San Diego's coming up December 4th, folks, and there's a party rumbling at the Hard Rock. Possibly it's worked out right now. We'll see what happens. I'm just planting a seed for all you people in SoCal that get your ass down there and flood the house in San Diego. I love it. It's Oakland South. You got to love that. Also, don't forget there's a party in Chula Vista. That's right. We covered that last year. Uh, great party, great people, great fans. And that's the South Bay Raider Booster Club. You got to check those guys out because they know how to pate. So we'll tell you more about this uh, hard rock thing. Looks like it's going to be Saturday early. Uh, no, no problems with either of these clubs. It's pretty cool. Then the nation gets together. San Diego is an awesome place to get things rolling. So without further ado, let's get on to the subjects of this here show. Yeah. Yeah. About my city, the city of old. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city, the city of old? Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. My brothers played nothing but the. Okay, we have a post game for the Blackbirds. That's right, I call it Raiders. Possessed. <laughs> I'm standing on the fact that those weren't our players. That was not our team. Someone put the curse on us. I'm going to hit on that for sure. We're going to do the pregame for the Dirty Birds. That's right, the Dirty Birds. We'll call them the Dirty Birds because that's what they call themselves, the Dirty Birds. 
We're going to hit on that, too, and tell you how we can win that game. We're three-point dogs once again, but until we start winning, what can I say? We're going to hit on the fullback situation. Justin Griffin out for the season with a knee. Him and Orrin O'Neal, ugh. That just kills us with our offense. We're going to hit on that, too. And, of course, we will talk about this. The Rainier Nation Podcast. Bone line. You guys got to come in. Uh, I know it's tough. It's tough being a fan, folks. I understand that. And so we got to get the hell over it and move on because it's tough for everybody. Trust me. But it's not going to be tough today. It's when we hit this game. We're going to hit it with some positiveness because we got to, man. Got to be, you know, I'm sick of being bummed. We, Our team is what it is. We got to get over it and move on and move ahead because, you know, there's a couple of things. I'm gonna, there's another thing I'm going to put in here, too. You know, what the heck? I got to do it anyway. A really good uh, good blogger, probably one of the best bloggers on the Raiders I've read. Um, Raider Take is going to take a break, and I'm going to find out why that is. I'm going to hit that in this show, too, because you're going to relate to this cat because he's very cerebral, very smart, and uh, he's got a great take on the Raiders, um, and there's no, there's no doubt. He is clear. He is concise. It's almost poetic. It's very cool. So we'll hit on that as well. So let's get to our first story here. The Raiders possessed. Raider Nation, we saw the game. That is correct. The 29-10 to 10 game, the Oakland Raiders versus the Blackbirds. I was telling you, I was looking at my wife as the first four plays of the game. I said, this is not our team. So we kind of chuckled. We look at each other. We almost said at the same time, they're possessed. <laughs> Of course, it being close to Halloween, you have to get in there. It's got to be funny because it's true. Because anybody that was watching that game has got to believe that that didn't look like our team. Special teams missing. Let me tell you, the first half was tragic. The second half, which I don't know what the coaches are going to say because actually it is now Tuesday it is almost noon, and there's still no news conference post game. I don't know what Basic Cable's going to say, but I got to say this it's probably pretty basic, which is fine. You know what? He's not the guy. I, you can't blame him. He's doing the best he can. I'm not going to hit on him. You know, what are you going to do? Let's go through the game, though. And, you know, I got to tell you. A lot of it is team, a lot of it is execution, a lot of it is organization and continuity. We all know the mixture that it takes to make success. The game had absolutely none of the above. And it's just painful till it was comical, and then it was obvious where we were going in the game. Now, the yards don't show it because it looked like Russell played a great game, but it's all about the points and the W. You guys know that, and so do I. Flacco. And then Smith, his backup quarterback, who throws a 45-yard pass to the real quarterback, Flacco, who uh, makes 45-yard reception. 
You know, that's something uh, says something about our defense. But I'm not going to get into that right now because I had to throw that Flacco thing in there. Let's just look. Let's look at our offense. Okay, we're going to look at the Raiders' offense today. What I think, and I want you guys to get on the bone line if you don't agree because it's very important, 1-800-620-7181. Get on it, man. If you don't agree with me, shout it out. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. Everybody else wants to hear it too. It's important. Okay, our quarterback. Let's just start with him because I know it's not the year for quarterbacks per um, a couple of people have said the quarterbacks this year don't matter. I say that that's crap. Um, you got to have a balance, and you have to have a leader. So here we got Jamarcus Russell. He's 23 years old. Is that what it is? He's a young man. He's very inexperienced. He doesn't have a lot of time in the NFL, and he doesn't look anything like he did at LSU. Not that I expect him to, but here's some of the things that I want to put out that I observe. He might be our quarterback of the future. I sure as hell think, hope that he's not a Marinovich or he's not, you know, let's just go down the line. I hope he's none of those guys, and I'm praying it because I see things that make me very unhappy. He is soft. He's soft to the fact that you look at other quarterbacks like Peyton Manning. He's half his size, and he gets out of the pocket and escapes and gets outside and actually throws the ball even under pressure. This is something I have a problem with. The guy falls down. He's soft. He seems to me like he's soft, and he's slow. This guy has big legs. Now, if that's muscle, he should be able to get that thing going and start lumbering down the field. Maybe they don't practice that with him. Maybe they don't show him how to run out of the backfield. Whatever the hell it is, it's a gross misjustice to him if they're not teaching this kid how to run. It's ridiculous. Now, here's my concerned to at the quarterback and I'll just say he does make some great passes he's got a smooth ball he just has to get the touch right now I'll tell you when he misses I know it's just me but he misses by a big margin I think he he's not sure about the plays still because he sometimes he throws out to the flats where nobody is thank goodness that nobody's there or he'll throw behind people and high he throws high a lot Maybe he just has to learn. I got to give him the benefit of the doubt. Hey, folks, he's going to be our quarterback. I'm going to just say he's going to be our quarterback for the rest of this year, period. I don't see another quarterback change in our future. I'd love to say that, but they got a $60 million man in there, and they're going to make sure either he's the thing or not the thing, and that's going to happen this year. So we just got to deal with that. Russell has to improve, period. And we're all hoping that's going to happen. I'm just pointing out how he is this game. So don't everybody jump on me and say, I'm anti-Russell, because I ain't. He is the man, and I want him to step up and be the man. And whatever it takes to do that is very important. But I ain't seen it right now. Let's go to the O-line. The O-line, with Tom Cable's you know, scheme, I think he's got to go back there and start coaching him again. I think that he has to be in their face every day in front of those guys to make what's happening happen because since he's been gone, our own lines looked worse. Maybe I'm a little bit, you know, presumptive in that, but I don't think so. If you look at the games that he's not been at the front of the line as far as coaching it, we've declined in rushing yards and passing yards. You just have to look at the O-line to see that it needs some help. You know, maybe he needs to go there and spend some more time with the O-line. I'm telling you, 77, Quame Harris is 
just not making it. He is getting bull rushed every single time. Our guys are pushed off the ball all across the line, and we have absolutely no push, at least in this game, I can tell you. None. Zero push. At least when we played the Jets, maybe it was a size issue. I don't know. I'd love to know the answer, but right now, this game against the Blackbirds, we are being blown off the ball both sides. And, you know, you could just see it, man. You could see these guys just take off. Fargus, you know what? I've heard people say he's, you know, he falls down too soon. This guy is all guts. Fargus pummeling through, trying to follow, look for a seam, look for a crease, nothing, nothing there. As they diced us to pieces with the running game, they ran on us, they passed on us. I mean, our offensive line had no push, no push, and couldn't create a seam for Fargus, who could take a very small seam. Now, they deactivated DMAC for this game because of his toe. That's very suspicious to me because he seemed like he was ready to go play. Didn't seem like it was hurt to me. He was just walking around looking at everybody. During the interviews, I looked at him. I go, this guy can play today. And they chose not to play him, maybe to heal him for when. I don't know. Maybe for next game. Let's hope he comes out and plays. Let's see, hope he plays with the Falcons. Maybe they're hoping to win some more home games. Hopefully that's their clue. Hopefully that's their desire to win some games. And if you're going to win any, let's try to win them at home at all costs. Okay? That, that's what I see. Bush isn't getting a chance. I'll tell you, our, our, our running backs, not only can they not get a seam through the offensive line, but they can't actually get outside to catch a screen pass because they're too busy blocking. The problem with our tight ends and our running backs and our especially, and I mean especially our fullbacks, which we don't have right now, is they got to block. They don't have. They can't go outside to catch a pass. Justin Griffith was the last one to do that. Made a touchdown, but he's out for the season right now. After that play, that was the end for him. So, it's all about blocking. I still think we have a big problem there, and we're just going to have to address that somehow. We're going to have to see whoever coaches, whatever happens. That's some improvement we're going to have to make. Okay. The other thing I see too is the. <laughs> we don't have any short plays. Okay, our wide receivers are blown out there. They're going out there, out there. Okay, now so we have, you see Russell, when he steps back to pass, he's passing 15 yards to 25 yards, somewhere in there. Sometimes in the 10-yard range, but most of the time it's outside. They're long passes. I mean, that, that to me is too long for him. He, he doesn't really have the time, nor does he have the ability to check down. <laughs> oh, God. So our wide receivers would do justice to our team to come back to him. The short routes, you know, take the short route and then come back, and hopefully he'll see you. I, I'd like to see some more of that. I really would on the offensive side. I and mean, Greg Knapp, the play calling. Is it just me, Raider Nation, or is this guy calling plays that are just so bad? I, you know, I'm just saying to myself, I've done it before. I've done it in the stands of these games. I go, okay, we're going to run to the left. Boom, we run to the left, or we run to the right. We're going to run to the right, <laughs> same thing. Okay, we're going to pass, and we're going to pass for a long bomb. You know, and now we're going to run left and run right, and we're going to run 
on third and 21. And we're going to let Jamarcus hold on to the ball and fall down on the ground rather than make him run that ball forward. Greg Knapp, you blow. I must tell you, man, you're not the guy either. I can't wait till you leave because your play calling, if you're calling these plays or basic cables calling these plays, I don't know who's calling the plays, but correct me, Raider Nation, if I'm wrong, man, these plays are juvenile. They're pedestrian, like someone told me many, many, well, a couple years ago anyway. They're pedestrian calls. They're basic stuff, man. You're, this is crosswalk football. There's no pizzazz. When we saw those plays when we played the Jets, like the fake punt, boy, was that great. How about this? A screen pass. There was another great play. Both of them turned out excellent. And we have seen actually two of those plays in seven games. 212 series, 212 downs, 212 offensive plays we've played, 212 since we started this season. And we've had two trick plays, one screen pass, and one fake punt. Now, I'm sure I'm wrong there. I'm sure you guys can correct me with some better plays than that. But uh, I think that's about it for our screens because I haven't seen very many at all. And what are you supposed to have during the big bull rush? How do you keep them off you? You got to keep them off you with those short passes, man. You got to keep those quick two-step, boom, fire the ball. Someone comes out of the backfield. That's what McFadden and Bush are good at. They're both really good at coming out. But they got to make a chip. The problem is our offensive line can't hold people back. So they end up double teaming on somebody who's going to blow through and catch Jamarcus. And that's the deal. And Greg Knapp, man, you better figure out some plays for a rush. Because as far as I'm concerned, Padna, you can't get it. And you haven't gotten it. And you've had many years to get it on a couple of good teams. The Niners you had and also on the doggone uh, Falcons, which we're going to play next week. So check that. Listen, the Raiders' offense is pathetic. It's anemic. And and I'm just going to go over this. I'm not trying to depress anybody. I'm just sh- showing you guys how we are. So, you know, I don't get a lot of people bashing me about our, me bashing on the team because, you know, we got to make some improvements, and we all know that. But listen, in seven games, you have 212 plays, 212. We've had 44 possessions. That's four downs each. We've had 99, almost 100 minutes of of possession on the offense. Our first half points for seven games are 36. 36 first half points for seven games. Nine field goals, one TD, and a safety. That's it. We're averaging 5.1 points per first half. Okay, so what else am I going to tell you? That's a very important part of the offense. It's basic football, and I think the whole Raider Nation understands that, except for Greg, i got to take a nap because, you know, I don't know what else to call. But these plays right here, I have these five plays in my hand, and they're just written in two-inch two by two-inch letters, run left. Run right, pass, you know, long bomb. I could just, we, it, it's like almost like the Tom Walsh show, if it wasn't so pathetic, 
You know, it's not quite as bad, but it's pretty close. So, you know, our offensive coordinator is not the guy. And this is the time we got to start talking about this stuff. We're not going to the playoffs. We're not going to the Super Bowl. We had a lot of hopes and aspirations, but we're not. So now we have to look at our team and see what we're going to have to do to make it better. Now, I don't care if Humpty Dumpty coaches the team or if it's somebody else. I could really give a crap less. I don't care if it is Cable. If Cable's going to coach the team, I just pray that we get the right coaches in the right positions, like offensive coordinator. This cat ain't making it. We need somebody else that can do this and do it right. You know, I also think that all the old Raider players that are there, that have been there so long, and it's game has passed them by too. We got to get some young blood, some young coaches in there that can inspire these guys and be on the same level and make things work. Because what we have so far in the coaching ranks ain't happening. We need the entire house cleaning, except for some guys. There's probably a couple, you know, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. We certainly should do that at the end of the season. Let me talk about the defense for just a minute on this game. The Tampa 2. The Tampa 2 blows for the Oakland Raiders because, A, we don't have the freaking front four on the defense to push and collapse the offensive line. You cannot work a Tampa 2 without a studly front four. Our front four aren't making it, and you can't expect them to do that at the switch of a button on a, on a certain play, now, you guys, I want you to rush extra hard. They haven't been getting in, getting in all day, and they gave Flacco every opportunity to pass the ball, which he took, and we're luckily that we didn't hit a lot more passes because he could have. If he was more accurate, he'd have got more points on us. The score did not show the pathetic play of the Oakland Raiders that were possessed by zombies. <laughs> In the first half, man, I tell you, it's funny. And, you know, the funny thing here is it's just like Halloween. It's scary as hell. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay, so Rob Ryan and his defensive play calling is another thing. So now I'm going to point out the coaching aspect because we got to get a new defensive coach. It's five seasons. Yes, he has two Super Bowl rings. Hasn't worked for us. I don't know. His rings aren't working for me. Because his play calling isn't working for me. You know, we've put a lot of money into the defense. I'll just tell you, he needs to go. So his defensive schemes, as we all could see on this game, were flawed to the bone. He couldn't get in. We don't have, you know, we have some injured players too. We got Burgess, you got to say that. There's other injured players as well. Uh, I don't think everybody's 100% on the defense, however. You know, we just don't have – he's not calling the plays we need to win. And that's a very important thing for a five-year seasoned coach that's had this team for five seasons. you got to be able to call a game and have your guys respond, and it ain't happening. And if you were an offensive coach, if you were an offensive coach, if you were a head coach five seasons with the defensive record, I don't think you'd be here. You wouldn't be here, and we wouldn't be there. We wouldn't even be talking. So I think Rob Ryan and his play calling, I think we have good players, man. We have good players with this bad direction, and I think we need to change the head coach on the defensive side. And, you know, in that culture change, which I've talked about for some time now, you guys know, you know, with a general manager, you have a culture change here. So you have 
coaches all working together without worrying about getting fired or spying on each other. And that kind of mentality, it, it changes things around a lot. So let's hope that that happens. I hope that Al Davis was serious when he was talking about hiring a GM and blah, 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 blah. So the proof's in the pudding. We'll see what the pudding looks like. And if it looks like shit uh, and smells like shit, then you know it's got to taste just like, well, shit. So anyway, let's hope that it's not, man. I have a lot of confidence. I hope that some of the other investors are not numb, they're not stupid, that they're football fans, and that they're pressing to make things change in Alameda. That's a big hope that I have because, man, if I was invested in that team, I'd be fucking flipped out about the way it's managed because it is just, you know, it's something. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go to this blog here, and let's just hit this story right now. I'm so tired. I haven't slept a wink. I'm so tired. My mind is on the blink. I wonder should I get up and fix myself a drink? No, no, no. I'm so This is from the Raider Take. RaiderTake.com, a blog. Uh, Sean, the uh, author of this take, is a great Raider fan. He's a great fan. He's very smart. He's cerebral. And you'll see why when I go over this, the reasons he's slowing down his blog. He's going to have to do so many stories. He's, he's going to do some more blogging. But, you know, he's he's like a lot of us. We're very frustrated. It's a frustrating time for all the Raider fans. And he's just frustrated. He's got life, too. He's got personal issues he got to deal with because, like I've said before on the podcast, sometimes I don't want to do one of these either because life happens between podcasts. And everything can happen just like anybody else's, any family. <laughs> that's the way it goes. And there ain't no one that's going to sit here and do this. So this is what's happening. So, Sean, man, good luck to you, man. I know that's tough doing your thing here. We're going to miss all these uh these rants of yours and your input, because I understand everything you're saying. And these are examples that Sean uses uh, why he's just taking a break. And they're absolutely substantial. And you got to know, because when I, when I read this, you're going to feel it. So here we go. Some examples why Sean from the Raider Take is taking a break. The organization knew that Lane Kiffin was a lame duck at the end of 2007. Instead of acting swiftly and decisively, and instead of installing a proven new coaching regime that could put us back on a winning track, the organization allowed the lame duck to wobble onto the season with a guillotine hovering over his neck. Was this because of money? Was it a personal grudge? Was it just bad judgment? I'm not sure, but I am sure that it wasn't about winning. A team with, with winning as its top priority doesn't allow this to happen. Randy Moss literally and repeatedly quit before our very eyes, yet Mr. Davis still rues the day that he lost Randy Moss a player who should make his blood boil instead of inspire senility. If winning were the priority, why so many tears over this loser? 
Frankly, it's insulting to the notion of competitive football, and it's insulting to the fans who paid hard money to watch it. Rob Ryan's units have chronically underperformed during his tenure in Oakland. Yet, he has survived three head coaches. At this point, Rob Ryan could survive a nuclear winner in Alameda. Yet, not only hasn't he been fired, he hasn't been promoted either, despite three opportunities. What does that tell you? I've always admired the loyalty of the Raiders organization. But today, that loyalty is mutated into some bizarre and counterproductive thing. It's no longer just about giving the helping hand to an old Raider in need of keeping a permanent seat or Jim Otto in the skybox. It's about allowing chronic underperformance to occupy roster spots to the detriment of progress and thus winning. This is an established fact. When Kiffin was dead man walking earlier this season, even the players were wondering about what was going on. It was a total informational chaos, and it was an admitted distraction in the locker room. Yet the only real effort to correct the record had nothing to do with the game of football, but with a disagreement about some ESPN article being distributed to the local media. Organizations focused on winning do not act this way. The priorities have become jumbled in Oakland. Yes, the coaches and the players want to win on Sunday. The owner wants to win. They all want to win. Yet, a culture of losing is allowed to persist. Trust me, I'm not bitching and moaning here. I'm just citing clear examples of why I've come to the conclusion of, of that winning is no longer a top priority in Oakland. I could give many other examples, but I won't because you're familiar with all of them by now. I didn't coin the term just win, baby, but as a Raiders fan, I innately understand it. It's not about winning this game or that game because you can't win them all in the NFL. Not every game. It's about doing what it takes to win at all times. In competitive football, there can be no other priority. You can lose games, but your priorities cannot waver. If they do, you're doomed, and the notion of competitive football ceases to have meaning. If a culture of losing begins to infest the building, it must be exterminated not encouraged. And that's it. And I want to tell you guys that if you can hear it, you know exactly what I'm saying. You know how he's feeling. I'm sure that echoes how a lot of people are feeling in the Raider Nation. And that's the truth. So knowing all those things and saying it so well, thanks, Sean, again. That's a great take, man, once again. Because you echoed what everybody, I'm sure, I have no doubt that everybody feels the same way. Everybody except the organization, which I find it curious that they don't see the obvious. But in dysfunction, there is no communication. Thus, it continues. So thanks, Sean. Okay, the dirty birds. The dirty birds, birds. Everybody's heard about the bird. Bird, bird, bird. The bird, the winner, winner, bird, bird. 
Dirty Birds are four and three, and of course the Oakland Raiders are two and five. There's some good things in this game. Running back Jamal uh, Anderson had a concussion last game, and he might be out. Also, defensive tackle Grady Jackson is under investigation for substance abuse, and he might be barred from this game as well, but we don't know. It's under appeal, so those things would be really good for the Oakland Raiders because <laughs> I'll tell you, man, I'll tell you right now, they're having a tough time, though, so the Falcons would have made things good because they lost against the Eagles, and it really was due to a really bad penalty. So they're coming to us with a vengeance, and they're coming at us big time. Now, Lawyer Malloy is out there, too, and he's been cited for a hard hit. So this guy knows how to tackle. He knows how to do things. But he's been, been fined in this last game for a hard hit. So look for him to be a little bit soft, I hope, in the secondary because we need that side as well. Walker needs to get open and make some doggone receptions for this game. Michael Turner, that's right, the same one from San Diego, was traded earlier this season and has been a, subst uh, a substantial running back for them. But their offensive line is just like ours. It's Swiss cheese. So I'm hoping and praying that our defensive line will take advantage of this and get on it. Their head coach, Mike Smith, came as first-year coach. You could tell he's like Nor Norvell Turner. And he's a defensive coach from the Jags last year, which had a very good defensive record. But you could tell by his press conferences he's trying to learn the ropes. He looks like a new coach, deer-in-the-headlights look. But his team's performing pretty well for him with their new quarterback, Matt Ryan. Now, their special teams are pretty good, too. But, you know, their offensive line is suspect, and it's shown that Mike Ryan really rattles under some good blitzes. So if we can do that, we should be able to pick up some balls because he also tends to throw the ball away inbounds. That happens a lot. It's got caught twice so far this season. We should be able to get him on that. Our defense, if we play well at home, if we stay away from the Tampa 2, if we continue the pressure and get pressure – you know, if we can do the pressure in the front four, push them off the ball, then do all the Tampa 2 you want, man. You can Tampa 2 your way across the country if you like. But unless we get pressure with the front four, then you can forget the Tampa 2 because that ain't going to work. Ain't going to work at all. And it's happened to us too many freaking times. So forget the Tampa 2. We definitely need to put Trevor Scott in there because the rush around the edge is what's catching this guy. Um and he's a rookie, like I said. Flacco just kicked the crap out of his last game. I can't have two rookie quarterbacks blowing us out. That comes to the offense. The offensive line, their defense is pretty stout. So I expect our offensive line to get some pressure. What I do expect, though, is to get some screen passes and some slam passes across the middle to give Jamarcus an opportunity to get rid of the ball before he falls down on it or loses it. Because that's going to be the main point in this game. That's a winning percentage. That's the only way we're going to win. We have got to use our screen passes. We have to do something else, another kind of run play. There's got to be another run play in that fucking book. Because I am so sick and tired of the round left, round right tackle that I could throw up all over Greg Knapp. Because I can't stand it again. It's just fundamental running. We have to be able to do that occasionally. But can we please try to run around the edge with Darren McFadden? For crying out fucking loud, can we please try to run around the edge? Because I know if they try it, and they try it more than once, it will break loose for insane yardage. Please, I beg of you, anybody that's in the right organization, 
Tom, do it. It's smart. <laughs> you got to do it, man. Okay, so those are the things that are going to save this team this week. You got to get out of them zombie outfits and get in some Raider gear, man. And no more of this white jersey bullshit at home. Get the black, get the back and black on, partners, and get in there. Because as a fan, I expect you to bust your balls to make this doggone game win. Because there's nothing like a win at home. And damn it, if you don't like that win at home, there's something wrong with you. You better change teams because the fans need it. And if you're going to go out there this week, Raiders, you better leave a goddamn kidney on the field because I am pissed. We are pissed and sick and tired of getting our asses kicked, especially in our own house. Get your shit together, Raiders, and get it done. I know you can. I know you're my boys. I know you could get it done. Shake off the zombie blues, man. Get out of that funk and get on the field and make it happen. Make a hit. Take it to them. Have some pride. Get some Raider pride working in there. If we have to get a Raider, you know, someone from the Raider past every game to get in there, Give that guy box seats. Give him, you know, give him a hooker. Give him whatever you got to give him to get in there and give that speech. Because these guys got to win at home. They got to beat these fucking birds at home because that's what the Raider Nation deserves. That's what we need. And that's what we're going to get. Because I'm going to tell you, we're going to tell them how we feel that moment. That's how we roll. That's how the Raider Nation is. So get used to it. Well, Raider Nation, one other story. We lost Justin Griffith. That's right. Justin Griffith that we got from the Falcons, incidentally, is out with a knee for the rest of the season, placed on IR. That's along with Oren O'Neill, our other real fullback, a good fullback as well, who could come out of the backfield and catch a ball, along with Justin Griffith, who got this last touchdown, by the way. Uh, he's out. So we're, we have Luke Lawton left. He's a pretty good blocker, but uh, and he's a good pass catcher too, so he's not a bad fullback. And we did sign Jason Davis away from the Chicago Bears on their practice squad. So we'll see how he plugs into the mix. He should be ready to go against Atlanta, maybe play a couple plays. I'm not sure. I know one thing. They'll all be blocking. Anybody who plays fullback for us is strictly a blocker. And uh, without the power – that Orrin O'Neill had, you can see the decline in our running game. Orrin O'Neill was a humongous part of our running attack, and without him, well, it speaks for itself, folks. Without him, the missing link in our running game, you can see the the bleeding we're taking in the running game. So, unfortunately, there we are in our – we're done on, on fullbacks for the season. And that's the way it goes. And that's another reason why we're not running the ball. So check that out. We might have to look for another fullback in the offseason, along with other things as well, like an offensive line. So at least we can get some time and some holes open, crying out loud. Okay, Raider Nation, you know what's next. Do I need to say it? Yes, I do. 1-800-620-7181. The Bone Line. Throw us a bone. That's right. Raider Nation podcast. Bone Line. Get on it. Share your opinion, man. I know you're frustrated. I hear you out there. I feel you out there, brothers and sisters. 
I feel you, man. You got to let it out. Sometimes you have to. I know it's being frustrated. I know you don't feel like doing something. You got to let it out. And I'll tell you now, you got to let it out here on the Raider Nation podcast. So get on the line. Let us hear what your takes are. You know, uh, it's important. We got to share it. We got a whole lot more football this year, folks, so we cannot be giving up. So let's just look and see how our team can improve and find out what we can do as fans to see what the improvements need to be. Also, check out the college possibilities. I've been looking at some of the possibilities of defensive line. I think we have to take a young defensive lineman, a monster, and the first round is time. we got to hit someone in the front that's going to be fierce, and I mean nasty. We also need to pick up some offensive linemen, so look at college. Check out the players. Who's going to come out first, second, third? Let's check it out because as a nation, we got to be ready for that pick because you know it's going to be a top pick. So let's get ready for that too. And so let's get on to the bone line, 1-800-620-7181. Throw us a bone. You know what I'm saying, partner? Who we got on the bone line now? First we have on the bone line, Raider Yoda. What's up, Raider Greg? This is Raider Yoda, back again from the biggity-biggity-O. You know, still kicking it up and ready, but I'm still down in the O every now and again. I had the chance, Raider Greg. On the last minute to go down to Oakland for the Jets game, didn't make it inside the game. It was sold out. Thank you so much, Raider fans. That's why we had it on TV, because Raider fans got to be there. But I went down to Wiki's, and I watched the game. It's just like being at the game. Any of you Raider fans that are from out of town and you come and visit, if you ever get to be in town while a Raider game is on, an away game, go down to Wiki's, the best Raider bar in the whole entire world, and you get to see everything. Yeah, the Raiders did win. We squeaked out a win. Yes, Raider Greg, I got to agree with you. Can Jamarcus Russell please hold the ball for a whole entire fucking game? He dropped the ball at least once. Come on, Raider Greg, what's up with that? We need to put that fool in the offseason in the arena league. Put that motherfucker on, on the 50-yard football game so he knows how to get that ball out quick, throw it out quick, and throw it to the right damn receiver. Anyway, Javon Walker, you caught a few. I still ain't sold on you yet. I still ain't going to be sold on you yet. We need some real wide receivers. We don't need no rookie wide receiver. We don't need no first-round draft pick. We need some really talented wide receivers coming in from free agency. This is Raider Yoda. Again, we're going to beat those Ravens. We can beat those Ravens down. I'm getting up at 10 o'clock in the morning with my beams on, my high beams on, watching the game. Raider Yoda, hopefully I get on the, on the podcast this time. Love you all. Raider Greg, you're the best. And again, we'll see you at the tailgate at the Carolina game and the Falcons game. And I'm out. Well, thank you, brother. Thanks for coming in. I like your style. It's pretty cool. Um, definitely Ricky's does rock the house. If you can't make it to the game when the Raiders play out of town, it's a great place to see a ball game. It is a Raider Mecca for sure. You got to be here. Anybody who's come from out of town knows you got to hit Ricky's cause it is the place in San Leandro to see our Raiders and meet some great Raider fans and have a lot of fun. So thank you for your call, brother. Keep them coming. Who's on the line now? We have Raider Siren on the line. 
This is Raider Sorry, man. I'm watching this game, and I am pissed off. This is ridiculous. The offensive line sucks like always. Fucking Jamarcus Russell, you suck. This guy is fucking garbage, man. Fuck. I like his little run, his little scramble. But he's got to put shit together, man. Not only that, but his receivers got to get open. These guys fucking suck, man. I love my Raiders, but God damn. Well, brother, I got to agree with you. There you go. There's the agony of the game. Kind of summed up our Raiders siren. <laughs> ah, we all feeling the same thing, man. That's the way it goes. So who's knocking on the door next? Gosh. You got to laugh, man, because that's what we got to do, because we got to just take what we got and examine it and move the hell on. That's it, Raider Nation. It's how it is. So who's on the line? Raul Oliveros. What's up, Raider Nation? This is Raul Oliveros. What the fuck is going on here? You know what? Week after week after week after fucking week, we get this fucking bullshit fucking offense. Jamarcus can't fucking, doesn't know who to throw it to. Jamarcus doesn't know what to do. Jamarcus, you're a fucking scrambling quarterback. Use your fucking legs to make some fucking, make make a defense's plan for you to run the ball and throw the ball. Keep them off balance. Don't fucking just drop back. You're fucking 260 fucking pounds. And you fucking drop like a little baby. I don't know about you guys, Raider fans, but I think we need to sit this motherfucker down for a few games or two and throw fucking Walter or Tui so he can learn, because obviously he still does have no clue on how to make a fucking decision. And when you hike the ball and you get ready to throw the ball, get your eyes off the fucking receiver and survey the field. Don't just look at the guy. Let the defense know you're going to throw to his ass. And then what they, what happens? They know where you're throwing. They all swarm in. And you don't get shit done. I'm getting frustrated, Raider Nation. But hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Raul Olivero, Semper Fi, and I'm out. Well, that's what I'm talking about, brother. That's right. You say exactly what I feel. Jamarcus is soft. He's soft. You know, as soon as someone comes by with a wisp of wind, he's on the ground. And so is the ball, by the way. The guy needs some work. And I do say if we want to win games, if, if, if the Raiders is all about winning, well, I don't think we're all in a trance or drinking a bunch of Kool-Aid because I think every Raider fan knows we got to make a change. we got to make a change. Got to change quarterbacks, put him on the bench, and let's see what happens. But, you know... Maybe we got to let him ruin the rest of the season. What do we got to lose? There's another There's another thought there. Oh, well, thanks for your take, brother. We're all feeling frustrated, and I'm glad I'm not alone. Who's next? Juan Jorge. This is Juan Jorge. Just calling in. And was that game over since the kickoff or what? You know, ever since that game was over, I went to sleep, woke up, tried to forget about it, and try to move on forward. Away games since the Saint game haven't been very hard to get over. This one hurt 
just because we got slaughtered. As I said on the scoreboard, as much as we should have been slaughtered, but we just got killed. But, however, I think Jamarcus Russell looks somewhat decent, and I do not blame this game on him at all. Um, you know, he's still a work in progress, and I still believe that he will be great for us. And our defense didn't show up today. Um, I mean, any time a quarterback, a rookie quarterback, goes and catches a 43-yard pass from the backup quarterback, you know it's not going to be a good day. There's no way in hell. How the hell does a quarterback go downfield and catch a 43-yard pass? That was disgusting. Our offensive line got eaten up alive. Coim Harris is not the answer whatsoever. He is not the answer. We need to, you know, go out in free agency season's end and get us, you know, some better alignment, and we, it needs to be addressed for sure. But our offensive line got eaten up alive. We could not run the ball, and we were too predictable. The play calling was was um, flat. It was terrible. Um, in the second half, they made a little somewhat of adjustment. But, you know, it was their game, and they took it. We got the Falcons next week. We go back to the Coliseum. I can't wait for that game. Winning does solve everything. So let's hope we get a W. It's a winnable game. No. They're nothing special, and Matt Ryan, hopefully he looks like a deer in the headlights when, when he comes to the Coliseum because he hasn't seen the Raider Nation yet. So can't wait for that game. Should be some fun. And I uh, just wanted to apologize to uh, Colorado Chris. He knows why. I'm not going to say why on here. And... Randy, you got lucky on the fantasy football. You got very, very lucky. But that's cool. My team is done anyways. <laughs> All right, take care, guys. I'm out. Well, Juan, don't be depressed, brother, because that's just the way it is. That's the way our team's playing. <laughs> you know what? Get over it. Because the Raiders aren't putting as much energy into it as you are. The organization, if they had any clue as to how to make things better, they don't want to look at it because that means people have to leave. The organization is jacked up, brother. Nothing you can do about it. Support the team, and, you know, if they lose, it's not your fault. Believe me, it's not even the player's fault. We know where the fault is. I know where the fault is. So we got to just move on. So don't worry about it. If they lose, you got to just let it roll off your back and move on because that's the way it's going to be for the next two years. I'm going to tell you right now. Okay, who's next? Hit it, Archangel. <laughs> Yes, Raider Greg and Raider Nation. This is Archangel from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Well, it is what it is, just like I always said. But uh, apparently uh, we chose the wrong uh, Ryan Twin as far as running our defense because that is what I'm talking about as far as putting pressure on the offensive line by having your defense go in there and just obliterate them, which is what exactly they did yesterday against our boys. But uh, anyway, um, Jamarcus Russell, 
Man, as big as he is, I cannot believe how soft this guy is. I mean, he can barely get touched, and he falls down to the ground. And I remember them saying that about Darren McFadden, saying as soon as he gets touched because his legs are so small that he'll fall down. But, man, I mean, the play caller was a, it was atrocious. I mean, the game was so bad yesterday that I split my big widescreen television and had one side the Raiders game and then the other side the Atlanta Falcons game who we'll be playing uh, this upcoming Sunday. Uh, the Falcons got robbed on a bad call on their game yesterday, and I'm sure they will be coming to the black hole with a little attitude. But hopefully uh, our guys will have a little heart and have a little attitude themselves when they play uh, in front of the home crowd. So anyway, that's another loss. Nothing we expected any different. But let's hope that they can go ahead and get a win at home. Talk to you guys later. Peace. Well, you're absolutely right. We got the wrong Ryan. And uh, we got the wrong Ryan, and now we're crying. <laughs> Five years of a weak defense. He's got to go. He's got to be showing the door and a boot in his ass. Get the hell out. Along with everybody else in the building, for that matter. But him for sure. Five years, there's no dominating defense. The millions of dollars that have been spent. And Jamarcus is a marshmallow. Jamarshmallow is his name from now on, man. The guy falls the drop of a hat. Well, it is what it is. Like you say, I love your takes, man. Keep them coming. Because what else are we going to do? That's all we can do. Talk about what is. All right, what we got next? Who's up? Rated Dave in Washington. Hey, Greg and Randy, this is Rated Dave in Washington. I think we took some steps back in this game. Greg Knapp, where the fuck did you get that fucking game plan? My six-year-old son could have called a better game than that. Fucking run two times up the middle on first and second, and then go, then pass on third and long come on man how fucking creative is that those offensive tackles Quam harris and cornell green i got one thing to say about you guys you suck and rob ryan that tampa two every time you play that tampa two you get burned why do you play that you're playing right out of the strength of that defense you need to go rob ryan you suck and jay russ second half i thought he didn't play too bad um they were behind. They had to throw every down. They knew they were going to throw every down. And he made he made some good throws, but he still looked like a first-year player. Um, like I said, I think we took some steps back in this game. Um, that's it. But Well, Raider Dave, that's absolutely right. You know, the play calling, it's juvenile, it's pedestrian, it's weak, it has no imagination, there's no pop in our offense. That's because the plays are weak. Run to the left, one to the right. Where did this guy get this thing out of a Cracker Jack box? Greg Knapp, he's got to go too. What else can I say? The team is how it is. Thanks for your take, brother. We got to all console each other. Who's next? Raider Noid from Oregon. Greater Noid up here in Oregon. Well, we just got back from a whirlwind tour around the Pacific Northwest. It's been some great flying weather out there. Too bad the Raiders aren't flying high, or maybe they should be. I don't know. You read the news. There's a number of them out there that are failing some uh, drug tests. Well, the old pro, Janikowski, sets it up, pulls the uh, pulls them out of the uh, the hole, gives them a big fat win. 
That way, uh, old Rob doesn't have to spend much time under that desk. But now it looks like they're back to the same thing again. Hopefully, eventually, one of these days, uh, the Tim the Tool Guy or Tom the Cable Guy, whatever the heck that guy is, will get a hold of the locker room, get control of the team, you know, maybe get a hold of uh, get a hold of uh, the guy up in the owner's booth, old Hare, calling down plays that he's got no business, has doesn't even have a clue as to where he is, and uh, things will come around. We're all positive. Once again, we're gonna we're gonna the next weekend pray to the uh, pray to the uh, football gods, sacrifice ourselves again, once again on the Harleys, do a little uh, tavern to tavern ride, and we'll uh, hopefully make another sacrifice, and get another win. So all my brothers and sisters out there, go Raiders. Well, Raider Noy, that's absolutely right, brother. You got exactly the right thing to say because we just keep coming back. You got to just take what it is, take the beating, whatever it may, zip it up, and get on in there. Just go for another weekend because the season's not over. It's halfway there. So we got a lot of football yet to play, so let's just see what they can do. Let's just see if anything changes. And Tom, the cable guy, or like they call him, basic cable, didn't look like an enhanced cable this weekend. He had no showtime. There was nothing there. So we'll see what happens this week against Dirty Birds. That's all we can do. Let's hope we got to turn around. It's a home game. Let's hope they play better. That's all we can do because the organization needs some help. All righty. Who's on the bone line now? Raider Craig, this is Skogie calling from DBFLA. My first time calling into this show. You're one heavy duty mother fucking Raider Nation kick ass guy. Raiders, nothing more than I can say than let's give it another try. And let's go out to Atlanta and bury that rookie motherfucker in the ground and show him what it's like to be a rookie in the NFL. And Raider Nation, don't forget, Super Tuesday, do your patriotic duty. Get out there and vote. This is Stone Geek calling from DBFLA. Press Alt and F4 and I'm out. Go Raiders! Raider DBFLA. Boy, that's a dead body found in Los Angeles. That's what that means. Well, we got a dead body found here in Oakland on right on the field, man. Because <laughs> our teams are hurting. But it sounds like you got a lot of positive energy going there. That's good. Uh, thanks for the props, brother, on the show. I do appreciate that very much. And we just got to see what happens. Hopefully, we'll pull out a victory. You know, you got to be positive. It's Raider Nation. Got to hope that our boys will show up and play some football because they sure as hell didn't do it last week. So who is next on the bone line? The Washingtonian Raider. Hit it, my brother. Hey, Raider Greg. This is the Washingtonian Raider. Just got a couple of points to make and then uh, then an argument at the end um, about the Baltimore game. Our offensive line let Jamarcus get hit in the mouth. They weren't open up, opening up any good running lanes. They got to play better against good teams. Um, D'Angelo Hall's been playing better lately, but you know he's an elite corner in terms of what he's making money-wise. So 
we need to expect Ely's play from him. That interception he dropped would have put us in good field position. Got to make that catch if he's making that money. So, I mean, I, I don't want people to, to kind of, you know, think that D'Angelo Hall is playing better and kind of take off the pressure from him because he, he deserves a lot more pressure. Anyways, um, next I got my, my argument to put forth to you, see what you think about it. Kind of, uh, It's going to be kind of interesting because a lot of people are going to disagree, but but I, I think I think Namdi is a player who, on our team, is in this in this prime. He's an elite player in the National Football League. So, what I think Oakland should consider doing is see what uh, see what teams offer for him next year. Um, you know, we've got one of the deepest drafts in NFL history coming up. The collective bargaining agreement is up for renewal, so a lot of uh, a lot of the college players know that the new agreement's going to have rookie caps in it. You know, the uh, NFL owners don't like uncapped rookie salaries, and even the players don't like them. Non-rookies, that is. So we're going to have a potentially deep draft, and we have a player on our team who is really spinning his wheels. He's going to He's pretty much an elite player who is on a team that's not really doing much. You know, Jamarcus is going to take two to three years to really develop into that quarterback we want him to be. And if we can get in two first-round picks and a second-round pick or something substantial, I mean, I'm not saying give him away for, for, for pennies, but if you can get something substantial from, from teams, then... You know, there are a lot of players on our team that just aren't cutting it. We just need more quality players. We don't necessarily need more elite players. We need more quality players who can contribute across the board. On offense, we're really lacking on the offensive line. We're lacking at wide receiver. Uh, defense, there's some, there's some glaring holes. We need a run-stuffing middle linebacker, we need some DTs who can actually, you know, get a push, a free safety. I mean, there's holes in this team. We don't really have the depth that other teams have, you know, and Nandi's a great player. I'd love to have him on the team. I think everyone would, but you've got to look at it as an opportunity. The Raiders are not a team of today. They're a team of tomorrow. And if we can get enough draft picks to help us put us in a position where we can surround Jamarcus with high-quality players in quantity, not just ones and twos, but in threes and fours, that's how we're going to get back to being the team we need to be. Um, You know, we need better coaching. We also need just more good players. And, And as good as he is, He's just wasting his career on the Raiders at the moment. He could be doing a lot elsewhere. And, you know, I really think that we can get a tremendous amount for him at this point in time. So, yeah, I know a lot of people aren't going to like it, but, you know, it is what it is. So, all right, looking forward to the game coming up against Atlanta. Hope we do well. Later. Well, you got some great ideas, man. They're refreshing. 
Like I say, we have to look for the positive and look for things that might improve the team in the future. You sound like you got a good attitude for the future. I hope I hope we do. Trading Namdi. Well, you know what? He is a true raider. His character is needed on this team. You can't just trade character. Talent is one thing, but character is something completely different. You just don't find that kind of athlete out there. You don't trade for that kind of athlete because people don't give those athletes up. They are leaders in the locker room, and they lead by example. Now, I'll tell you this, though. I would not doubt for a minute that Al Davis and the regime trade Namdi, of course, Asamoa, for three-round draft picks that turn out to be shit because we don't have the organization to pick people, my friend. We don't have the structure in our organization to pick up good players. Why give away a star defensive back for three unknowns that are going to be picked by clowns? That's not that's not the kind of gamble I want to make as a Raider fan. However, I just see that it definitely would be possible. <laughs> so thanks for the, the line, man. Good call. Good take. Thanks for coming in, man. I like what you have to say. It's refreshing and it's positive. All right, what's next? The Virginia Raider. What's up? It's Virginia Raider. So we got worked by the Ravens this week. Sucked. It didn't seem to be so bad. Looked like we could come back maybe midway, late to the fourth. But after they scored that touchdown, I really think the turning point was that Trick played Flacco, uh, even though we held him to a field goal, and still did something for the crowd. So that sucks. I thought we had a chance to win that game, uh, in particular, on the schedule. But uh, I think we can win at least four more. I think we can beat either Atlanta or Carolina in the next two weeks. I think we can go to Miami and beat them. Uh, I think we can beat Houston with the next last game of the year, Kansas City, Tulsa, like I said last week. I think we'll beat Denver at Denver. They're reeling. They're 4-3, I think. They're not doing too hot right now, three weeks, next month before we play them. Somebody can get hurt. That's equally could happen to us, too. I hope not. But uh, I think we could sneak out with four or five wins. It'd be 7-9. and would be pretty. Not picking in the top five this year, the top six, uh, maybe lower down to tenth or something, I don't know, something, anything to give us a little bit of hope and quit all the smack talking in the media, which, of course, that will never happen because we are the Raiders. But uh, anyway, that's like, I guess that's all I've got for this week, and uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. Peace out. Well, man, you know, that's a lot of positive thinking that we're going to come back, but there's no possible way. I don't think in NFL history that a team that started out without a fizzle like we did and fizzled out of the fourth quarter, even Tom the Cable Guy or Basic Cable was talking about how much improvement we had in the second half. Let me tell you, that game was disgusting. It was pathetic. There was nothing about that four quarters of football that I want to remember, that I want to have any recollection of. It sucked from beginning to end, every aspect of the way, and I don't see any improvement in the second half at all. We lost, end of story, and we lost badly. 
So I feel your pain, man. I can hear it in your voice. Good take. Thanks for the call, man. You know you're always welcome. Who's hanging on the line now? Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider. That's right. From London, England, the one, the only. Let me hear it, my brother. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling from London, England. And what a weekend we had here in London. Welcome LT to our town. Counting down the days now, Greg. It's seven days today that we'll be on that plane and 16 and a half hours to get to Oakland, ready for the game against the Panthers and then the following weekend against the Dolphins. But that game in Wembley at the weekend, 83,500. What a shootout. See San Diego on their knees. Perfect. Looking forward to the weekend. Hoping we can pull something off and looking forward to seeing all you guys soon. So big soon. Keith Smith, Crusader Radio, and I'm out. Well, thank you, man. You're coming 16-hour flight, 5,500 miles to see the Raiders play. That's a fan, folks. That's a diehard fan. And I can tell, man, you definitely want to have a win. We'd love to have the Panthers go home like the little pussies that they are. But you know what? The, the team is what it is. I could tell in your voice, you know what it is. We're just going to go have a good time together, have a blast, and it's going to be all the fun. The fun is going to be seeing you guys being together. Um, I'm sure Wembley was rocking 83,500. That's got to be awesome, man. And the chargeless, boltless, nutless chargers, the dead batteries, went down. You got to love it. The record speaks for itself. And the San Diego fans scream, Where's Marty? Where's Marty? Where's Marty? Bring back Marty. <laughs> I love it. All right. Who's hanging on the line? We got the double edge radar on the line. How's it going, Ready Greg and the Ready Nation? This is the Double X Raider on the East Coast, man. I was just calling to discuss the game a little bit. You know, I almost didn't call, man, because I was quite frankly embarrassed, man, by the by the show or lack of show the Raiders put forth in the game against the Ravens, man. We got our asses pounded, man. We got destroyed like a punk in Boys Town, man. It was unbelievable. And then basic cable is going to say, well, we didn't do too good in the first half, but the second half we played with them and we didn't have enough to catch up. Well, catch up with what? We didn't do nothing, man. We didn't do a damn thing other than show up and keep the teams even. You know, you know, as we as we all have said before, you know, we fired the wrong coach, man. That defensive coordinator has got to go. He's been there, what, four years, five years, and we got the same shit, man. We've met, That defense has only been top five, top ten, top 15, you know, however however you want to ease the pain one time, you know, in five years, you know, we've been 20th in everything, everything. And, you know, you're not going to win nothing like that, you know, unless you unless you got a high-powered offense. And our offense ain't doing nothing right now. You know, receivers are starting to come around finally. But, you know, you still can't win a game with five catches, two catches for 15 yards. You know, you're just not going to do it. And get in the red zone and kick a field goal, you know, fourth and one, what kind of bullshit was that, man? I'd rather go get stuffed on the goal line than to, than to punk up and get three points unless there's no time on the clock and we're going to win the game. <laughs> and that's ain't going to happen anytime soon. But, uh, you know, you know, you see a little bit of progress on the on the offense on a, on a good point, but, man, I'm telling you, you know, some things have got to change, man. We got to we got to get some DSL or something, man. Get some satellite TV up in here, man, because that basic cable, man, just ain't doing it. 
and uh, and get that damn defensive coordinator out the damn door or change the scheme, man, because that scheme is just not working. I think we got the personnel to do some damage, but maybe the scheme is just not what fits our personnel, our profile, you know. I remember we used to knock heads off, man. Now we're getting our heads knocked off. Utterly ridiculous. But, uh, hey, I'm still going to be there in Miami, chain my boys on, you know, and, you know, hold my head up, even if we get – Get get punked out, but I think uh, you know we we got a we got a bright future. We do have some good pieces of of the puzzle. We just missing a lot of the puzzle. <laughs> All right, ready, Greg. This is Double X Rated. Peace. Great take, brother. Great take, man. That is so perfect, man. We need to get satellite. We got to get TSL. That's funny, man. Because basic cable ain't working. We all know that Ryan has got to go because with Ryan, all we do is crying. That's all we be doing is crying with Ryan. And the scheme for the offense is just weak. It is weak. It's juvenile. It's pathetic. It's pedestrian. It's all the above. And so, you know, you got a great take, man. I don't need to say another word because you said it all, brother. Thanks for the fine take, man. Who's on the line next? We have Raider Quincy on the line. All right, from Chi-Town, let's hear it. What up, Raider Greg? Raider Quincy out here in Chi-Town, chapter of the Raider Nation. Yeah, I don't know, man. Not a lot to say this week. Um, Pathetic, man. We look sad. Um, our offensive line, what the fuck, man? I mean, like you said last week, Art Shell was coaching when Walter took all those sacks. Is he not like eight, something like that, half a dozen times, Pro Bowl, like Hall of Fame offensive lineman? Why can he not get this group on target? Tom Cable, what the fuck? Russell's getting sacked. What do you get sacked? Five, six, something like that. Like you said about Walterman, doesn't have time to make a choice. So a little good, a little bad with Russell. Some of his passes were beautiful, man. I mean, stepped up in the pocket, right on target. Other ones, 10 feet over his receiver's head. So team's in disarray, man. I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> I tried to defend Rob Ryan. This defense looks like complete garbage. They can't stop anybody. Nothing. Gallery with his penalties and his man always in the backfield bust. That's all I know. Can't say enough about Jabril Wilson. Guy's everywhere. I don't know. Need to make some changes. I tried to tried to stick on L. Davis's side as long as I could too, but I'm really starting to drink the water with you guys about uh about him needing to go. <laughs> We're not gonna do shit. Doesn't matter who you bring in here, what players you bring in here, I mean Got arguably the best quarterback and running back going through college football in the last two, three years, and nothing. <laughs> no protection, no plan, nothing. So, I don't know, man. Trying to keep my head up. If we win four games this year, I'll be stoked. <laughs> Raider Nation till I die. Peace out, partner. Well, man, you're right. We got a bad offensive line. That's why we have to have everybody blocking crap. If we could have the quarterback block, we could do that too. The problem here is that we do have enough time for Jamarcus to make some passes. However, there's no one underneath. The play calling is so bad that no one can survive in this system. And Rob Ryan, with Ryan, we be crying. That's all I got to say, because he sucks. Think about it, man, because uh, 
Well, it is what it is, and you can see the obvious. And I'm not trying to bring you down, man. You just got to look at it for what it is and move on. Gabriel Wilson is the best thing we've had happen this season. He is a stud. So keep keep coming back, man. I hope we got a, a win this weekend. I hope so because it's a home crowd. So let's move on and see who's on the line next. L.A. Raider, let's hear your take, brother. Hey, this is L.A. Raider. I just got to say the loss to Baltimore, it, sh- it shouldn't have been that blown out. It should have been closer. But thanks to this sorry-ass call playing by Greg Take a Nap and Cable, we fucking lost. That was how I'd pull, pull those monkeys and say, what the fuck are you guys doing? Any five-year-old go on the Internet and see the statistics of the Ravens, number one against a run against everybody. Not just good teams, bad teams, everybody. So what do we do in the first half? Run. Okay, let's run again. Okay, it's run. We passed like three fucking times. Are you fucking kidding me? Fuck. These motherfuckers need to lose their job. I guess Cable can stay as offensive coach. But Knapp's got to go. Rob Ryan's got to go. And we definitely need a general manager. And as you saw, we definitely need fucking more offensive linemen in the next draft and defensive linemen, one or two there. Because that Kwame Harris on the offensive side just blows. No wonder Niners fucking let him go. Other than that, I think uh, Atlanta, we could win this game. Like I said, we just need to let fucking Jamarcus throw it. He's going to make interceptions, but he's got to learn. Who cares? Go Raiders. (laughs) You're feeling like the rest of us, man. That's right. You know what? Why not let the kid throw the ball? They get an opportunity to let him see how many interceptions he can do. I would rather have him throw the ball every down than have this mismatch of bad play calling at bad times and just poor performance overall because I really don't think the players have bought into the program. I think Kiffin had a plan to lay out his offense, and he kept that book locked tight in the safe because he certainly didn't share it with Greg Knapp because we have the same plays we're looking here that we ran during the preseason. I'm going to tell you right now, we have not changed a damn thing, and it is just one thing. Ugly. That's it, man. So not until we got things changed around up front, we got to have a GM, man, or nothing's going to come happening. I don't care. If we have a coach as strong as a DM, maybe that'll work too. But I don't see Al Davis doing it. Nope. I don't see the cronies in the front office having it. Nope. So all I can hope is for some miracle of miracles that the Raiders can come back and win a game. Well, let's hope they win in Atlanta because that's the way it is, man. I'm going to tell you right now. Let's hope. Let's pray. Let's see. We'll be there to witness it in person so we can tell you exactly what happened. I appreciate all you fans listening to the Raider Nation podcast. It's been tough. It's been hard to be a Raider fan and shit. It's hard to do this show. Randy and I are having a tough time coming up with some positive action and news for the Raider Nation. Well, it is what it is, so we have to call it what it is, and you cannot polish a turd, folks. That is truth. (laughs) Until next week, this is Raider Craig. 